Turning your Bibles to the book of Joshua. The fifth chapter. Verse 9, Joshua 5 and 9. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from off you. Wherefore the name of the place is called Gilgal unto this day. And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the fourteenth day of the month at even to the, in the plains of Jericho. And they did eat of the old corn at, of the land on the morrow after the Passover, unleavened cakes and parched corn in the selfsame day. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna any more. But they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Let us pray. We thank thee, our heavenly Father, for the promise of eternal life, for love before time in choosing us, for grace, mercy, faith, by mercy that endureth forever. Thy Lamb that taketh away the sin of the world, his shed blood to redeem us. The right that we have to come before thy throne of grace. We just thank thee for all the blessings you bestowed upon us. We pray for America, that you'd have mercy upon it. For our loved ones and brethren that are not in our midst, keep your protective hands upon them. Guide us in our endeavors to serve thee, we pray. Keep your protective hands upon our pastor and his family while they're away. Grant them travel mercies also. Help us to worship thee in spirit and in truth. And lift up the name of our Lord and Savior, the name of Jesus, above every name in doing so. Guide us in the way of truth, we pray and ask. Help us to mind spiritual things. Forgive us of our sins against thee. Bless us, service, we pray and ask. For it's in Christ's name, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we ask these things, and amen. Out with the old, in with the new. Rolled away the reproach. In a play of words, I guess, over in the... I found the passage, Joshua chapter 3, verse 4. The latter part of the, this is when they was going to take the promised land. 
latter part of that verse. For ye have not passed this way heretofore. It's the first day of the year. And as we well know, each day we're getting closer to the Lord's return. And one day that day's going to be reached. The Jewish New Year, they call it the head of a year. Now, it's a little different than ours. There's, they have their civil and sacred calendar. Their sacred calendar, the Jewish New Year, is the 1st of April. There, When they was in Egypt, they were told in Exodus chapter 12, Verse 2, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. New year. That's the civil calendar, April. The sacred was in the fall of the year, pointing to when they'd dwell in booths, tabernacles. Ultimately, when the, the Almighty would tabernacle with man. That's the Jewish New Year. Observed differently. It's commemorated taken by celebrating for two days, I guess. That's commemorates the creation week. The, the, that's the Jewish head of the year. It's a little different. Like I say, it lasts two two days. And if you think about how God deals with man. As I mentioned earlier, how he deals with sin. He lets man have his fill of it, and then he chastens man with it. He gives us feasts, the types and shadows. Why? Why does he do it that way? We well know that man can't under, cannot understand plain speech. As I pointed out the other night, he commanded man to not eat from the tree of his knowledge of good and evil, and we know what happened there. Man has to, he's a slow learner. In uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we learn little by little. We never do ever learn all that we really need to learn. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 12. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face... Now I know in part, and then shall I know, even as also I am known. Darkly, in a riddle. Now, a riddle and a mirror is two different things, but I mean, we see in the mirrors of that day and age weren't that great. Riddles are not always easily understood. We learn a little day by day. Here a little, there a little. Line upon line, precept upon precept. First Corinthians chapter eight, verse two. Once you think you've got it figured out, tells us, and if any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing yet as he ought to know. The the end times are mysterious, and we study them, but we're far from really understanding them. We know that it's going to be the Lord's will. Romans chapter. 1, verse 17, 18. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Our faith it, it gets strengthened. 
from faith to faith. Verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness in men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that when they, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it to them. To them, for the invisible things of God, or excuse me, of Him, are from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. Now there are people that criticize the creation. By doing so, they're criticizing the creator. What did those of old have to teach them about God. They had the creation, just like we're talking about. The stars. Scripture tells us that God created them for signs, for seasons. I cannot look at them and make out much because they've changed. We have a short period of time to learn much about the creation. We just take it by faith. What you have, going back to Genesis, is you have, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. Then comes along man's fall, after man was made upright. Then you had the flood where God destroyed the wickedness of the earth because man had become wicked. We have had plagues, wars, rumors of wars, just like Christ said there would. There's been spiritual darkness, and it seems to be more the norm than the great. Job chapter 19. How did Job know what was coming in the latter days? Well, God has made his word known to his people. Job chapter 19. Verse 25, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter days upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. That's talking about a resurrection. And this is the oldest written book in the scripture, what we were told. Whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold, and not another, though thy reins be consumed within me. He knew that he wasn't going to live in that body to see it, but he would see it, obviously, in the glorified body. That's some amazing things. This is what we're looking forward to this year, and if not this year, the next. 
In the world, there's tribulation, there's spiritual darkness, and it seems to be getting worse, and of course it's getting worse. In the book of Malachi, Malachi, the third chapter, and we're looking at things that are pointing forward to the return of the Lord. Verse 16 of Malachi 3, And they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And the, a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord, in the day that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them, as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Then shall ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, <clears throat> between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. Well, first of all, you see what's the difference between the righteous and the wicked. Who do you serve? You serve the Lord? Paul speaking about those that's enemies of the cross over there in the book of Philippians chapter 3 verse 18 for many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction and whose God is their belly and whose glory is their shame who mind earthly things that's a serious passage there. It's hard to get our mind off the things of the world. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything about the New Testament is pointing toward Christ and his return. Malachi, again, chapter 4. Verse three, and ye shall tread down the wicked, and they shall be for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I do this, saith the Lord of hosts. That sounds to me like something's going to be burned up. Ashes comes by the result of fire having consumed something. Verse five of Malachi chapter four. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming and the great dreadful day of the Lord. And Elijah is a harbinger of judgment. When he spoke, judgment came. Two times, it's back in the Old Testament Chronicles and Kings, the captain of fifties was sent to arrest him, take him to the king. He called down fire out of heaven and destroyed the two of them third captain with his 50 was well he pled with him he's he'd seen enough when elijah comes on the scene it's going to be bad hard times on planet earth this is prophetic it's called the two witnesses of christ it's in the book of revelation the 11th chapter Elijah will be one of those two witnesses. And it tells, of course, what's going to happen to them. 
If any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. If any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. Don't want to do them any harm. Revelation chapter 19, verse 10. And I fell at his feet towards him, and said, I said unto him, See, and he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren, which have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Don't let anybody ever tell you that prophecy doesn't matter. As we see right here just how critical it really is. Man is facing one of two things. Being taken off this earth and found worthy to stand before the Almighty, which is in the Gospel of Luke, the 20, 21st chapter, I believe, where man is going to face the wrath of the Almighty God when he begins to pour it out during the Great Tribulation, which is looming up ahead. <clears throat> the Jewish year called Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year, is in, it's more like the end of times. Because it's at, at the, considered to be at the end of the year. Why would any observe Rosh Hashanah? I, I can't pronounce it. Jewish language. I'm not a Jew. I know no, little of the Hebrew language. One would say, doesn't the year begin with the Passover? Like I say, said earlier, you have the, the two calendars, one's sacred and one's civil. Israel has had a long history of disobedience where they've neglected the, the, the sacred. In the book of well, Nehemiah and Haggai, I'll go to the book of Haggai, Haggai chapter 2. Haggai. It's one of them hard books to find in the Minor Prophets. Haggai 2, verse 6. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, Yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. And I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former. Now that former is one that Solomon built. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. We see in all these things what's coming. What are we doing to prepare for them? I mean, there's other passages we can look at. For example, Romans chapter 11, verse 11. 
I mean, this is talking about the grafting wild olive branches into a good olive tree. Talking about the Jews, verse 11 of Romans 11. Have they stumbled that they should fall? Well, they're in their land presently. They're unconverted. They still reject Jesus Christ as their Messiah. God forbid, for rather through the fall, their fall, salvation has come unto the Gentiles to provoke them to jealousy. Well, it's very simple how true this is. Last 2,000 years, look at all the trouble you've had. We often refer to the Holocaust in Germany. They were treated worse than that by Spain, Ferdinand the Great. Look at America over there. Christian nation for the biggest part. Look at all the good things that's happened to them and look at all the bad things that's happened to you. That would provoke one to jealousy. Now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them being the riches of the Gentiles, how much their fullness. Life from the dead, he said in another place. Some, uh, won't go to Psalms. Malachi, again, chapter verse 7 even from the days of your fathers you are gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them return unto me and I will return unto you saith the Lord of hosts but ye said wherein shall we return the offer is made and that same bona fide type of offering it's made there in the Gospel of John, the sixth chapter. It's the will of the Father. Christ made it plain. We've read it many times. God makes an offer. It must be bona fide. In the John chapter 6, this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath give, given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at that last day. That's a bona fide offer. Some consider themselves to be on a high level of spirituality. I mean, I'm, well, the Jewish elite is basically a good example of that. Christ made it plain, except you repent, you shall likewise perish. In the book of Psalms, the 104th Psalm talks about all the, the creation, as well as other Psalms do. Bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord of my God, thou art very great, thou art clothed with honor and majesty, who covers thyself with light as with a garment, who stretcheth out the heavens like a curtain. Whoso layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters, who maketh the clouds his chariot, who walketh upon the wings of the wind, who maketh his angels spirits 
his ministers of flaming fire, who laid the foundations of the earth that it should not be removed forever. Thou coverest it with the deep as with a garment, and water stood above the mountains. At thy rebuke they fled. At the voice of thy thunder they hasted away. They go up by the mountains. They go down by the valleys into the place which thou hast founded for them. Thou hast set a bound that they shall or may not pass over, that they turn not again to cover the earth. God has set a bound for the water. They're only going to go so high. On and on we can go. God has all power. And he's going to bring his word to pass. Is this year going to be the year? Proverbs, I said this earlier, Proverbs 17. I said this referring to those, the reprobates of Romans chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 5. Whoso mocketh the poor reproacheth his maker, and he that is glad at calamity shall not be unpunished. God hates pride. When we mock one, we'll get our just desserts. God is able in all these things to bring his word to pass, is what I'm saying. We're facing a new year. Will it go well? It's hard to think the direction that things are going, it's going to go well. Things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. Those that despise the creating work of God, despise the created work of Him, despise the Maker Himself. Psalms chapter 111 and verse 2. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that hath pleasure therein. Do we have pleasure in his works? His, his creation, even in its fallen condition, is very remarkable to look upon. His work is honorable and glorious. His righteousness endureth forever. He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He will be ever mindful of his covenant. He hath showed his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of the hands of are verity and judgment, and all his commandments are sure. They stand forever, they stand fast forever, and are done in truth and uprightness. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. And reverend is his name. That's why we don't use the name reverend or give the name reverend to any preacher. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments and his praise forever. Do we fear the Lord? Man, we, we'd have to admit, man doesn't fear the Lord like he should. Listen to man's language. He doesn't have the reverence from God as he ought to have. Psalms chapter 50, verse 23. 
Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. To him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. That's a promise from the Almighty. Are we careful with our words? Do we honor the Lord? Do we respect him or do we disrespect him? We tell, we read in Scripture, for God so loved the world. We know John three sixteen. Which world does He love? He doesn't love this present evil, wicked world. He loves the one His Son created. In the Epistles of John, First John chapter two, verse fifteen and sixteen. All that's in this world is pride, the lust of the eyes. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. It is not of the Father, but it is of the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. The kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace. That's spiritual things. And that very spiritual world, it's going to be when the elements dissolve, is a spiritual kingdom. We're going to have glorified bodies. They're not going to be like these presently. Peter wrote, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. That's what we're looking for. It could happen this year. And eventually we know what's going to happen and not too many, too far off. In the which the heavens shall pass away with great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. If we're looking for this world, the, the world frowns. I mean, they, they obviously, they want the, the good things. They don't want a, any part of this coming world because, as we call it, the renovation by fire, where the world's going to be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be with all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and hasting into the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Is that what we're looking for? That's what we need to be looking for. God gave man his word. He did not have to. The word of God, there's so many things we can say for the good about the word of God. His law is perfect, converting the soul. Do we believe it? Do we look for the Lord's return? Judging by the side of the world, they don't think too much about it. Psalms 115, verse 16. 
The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. We're going to rule and reign with our Lord and Savior for a thousand years. Life on earth is, is special. God created it, and it was very good. Presently, it's fallen condition and still very good. So, therefore, God sent his son, and this is the gospel, to bear away the sins of man. Made him to be sin for us that knew no sin. That's, of course, that's there in Second Corinthians chapter 5, and we'll close with that. Verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. New creature. That new creature has to be the inward man because these old bodies are still the same old Adam, Adamic nature. They still have it. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. It's a new year. We can look at it two ways. It's, it's going to be for the good or it's going to be for the bad. If you look at it for the good, it's one year closer to the Lord's return. Look at it from the bad, the bad things that's coming upon the world. It's going to be burned by fire. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation, you, we know by our checkbook, you must write what we have and what the bank says we have. They must be one. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now, getting back to that reconciliation, it's twofold. Man was a rebel against God. God had... I guess I'd say alienated. He was against man, and man was against God. Man was a rebel, and God, due to his holiness, would have had left man alone. When God originally created Adam and Eve there and placed them in the garden for fellowship, he had cast them out of the garden. So they both sides needed to be reconciled. Christ was the only one that could reconcile the two because he was man and he was God. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in God's stead, be ye reconciled to God. He hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we may be made the righteousness of God in him.